Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. All right, we got the afternoon rush here for you. It is December 12th, Transformational Tuesday, less than two weeks till Christmas, and we've got all of your entertainment and Bachelor news in one place. We're going to jump into it right away. Golden Bachelor finale courts 9.4 million viewers in delayed multi-platform viewing exclusive. That's right. It used to be, you know, you'd get your demographics right away, but now, you know, folks take a little bit uh, time. You know, we have uh, different items in our queue. We're trying to catch up on the Gilded Era, the Gilded Age. You can't watch it all at once. Ratings for the conclusion of Gary Turner's season grew 159% within a week of the premiere. The Golden Bachelor finale has soared to a new viewership high in delayed multi-platform viewing. The conclusion of the first episode, first season of The Golden Bachelor uh, had 72-year-old Gary Turner searching for love, scored a 9.42 million viewers across platforms, according to Nielsen Live Plus 7-Day Figure. You know, uh, different networks have been trying to come up with a new rating system because Nielsen was so old school, but it looks like Nielsen is starting to adopt a Live Plus 7-Day uh, plus cross-platform, you know, basically saying, all right, we get it. Some people listen, watch on Hulu. Some people watch broadcast. But either way, these numbers are staggering. Uh, in a world where uh, numbers just keep going down, here they keep going up. And uh, I'm going to dedicate this song to Gary Turner. This is a song I want to play by Genevieve Linkowski. She sings this cover. It's originally a Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You. And by the way, she does such a good job here. You're not going to believe this isn't Mariah Carey. I don't want other folk Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. You know what I want for Christmas? Hello Fresh, and I've got it because it's today's sponsor of Bachelor Rush Hour. With Hello Fresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You know, meal kits are popular these days. They show up in a cooler that's uh, recyclable. All your ingredients come fresh, pre-portioned. Hey, spend some time making Christmas. Christmas cookies and let HelloFresh do all of the heavy lifting here during the holiday season. Did you know that HelloFresh does more than just dinners from easy breakfast to start your morning off right to 10 minute lunches? 
or satisfying snacks both adults and kids will love. HelloFresh has tasty choices for every mealtime occasion. And the best part, you don't have to go to the grocery store. So if you enjoy my content, you'll enjoy HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RushHourFree and use code RushHourFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RushHour with code RushHourFree. All right, we'll finish off with this song to end today's episode. But Genevieve Linkowski, uh, quarter million subscribers on YouTube. She's been on American Idol, absolutely rocking it out. If you want to watch that performance, you can join our Patreon where we are filming the video end of this podcast, patreon.com slash Dave Neal. But in the meantime, let's go to some content. We've got it all. All right, get out of the oceans, folks. Man films bloody aftermath of a shark attack. Bite cost him his leg. I tell you what, the only thing worse than having your leg bitten off by a shark, or I said the only thing better than having a leg bitten off by a shark is getting it on camera, because at least you can get some viral views out of it. Now, it's not like he pulled out his cell phone to videotape it. It just turns out he was already, uh, you know, uh, sharing the footage here. You can't really hear much, uh, but there's something so creepy about the footage of a sh- of um, uh, the audio of, uh, you know, swimming in the ocean. But um, sure enough, the bite just happened and it cost him his leg and they showed all of the you know sort of uh first responders helping him out an italian man recently got chewed up by a shark in australia and while you'd expect him to be freaking out and trying to get to shore he was also preoccupied with filming the whole ordeal his name is matteo mariotti which by the way is the most italian name i've ever heard a 20 year old student from the city of parma however last week he found himself snorkeling off the coast of 1770 beach on the eastern shore of the land down under while he was in the water he was recording with a selfie stick of some sort which captured the moments right after the shark bit his leg it's shocking considering you can see blood flowing all around him either way wild stuff and um yeah yeah, i guess he lost his leg in the whole ordeal it's the second major shark attack in just a week another in mexico claimed a woman's life moments after she was able to save her young daughter from the shark be careful out there folks says the article wild stuff indeed gosh i mean yeah this is why uh you should stick to showers and baths right folks all right before we go to a break we've got amy robach and tj holmes not talking about their ex's dating life they said gossip is toxic and it's like listen no offense to them but you have a podcast now. So gossip might be toxic, but it also pays the bills. Here's no, so if you aren't familiar with the story, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes hosted Good Morning America 3, which is like the uh, you know, uh the the version of the show once everyone leaves for work and you know it's just the people who work from home like myself still have the TV on. That's who watches the Good Morning America 3, the third hour of morning TV. Like, don't we have anything better to do with our time? Either way. They ended up uh, uh, separating from their exes, their their then wives and husbands or whatever, and they started dating. Well, now the exes are dating. Here's what they have to say. I got a note this morning as we were preparing for this podcast. A note from our producer, Hannah, who we love, that was giving us suggestions about what to put in uh, things we could talk about. And one of the notes she had said, you want to talk about the wedding you all went to and that you all were reportedly dirty dancing. So that's the note she sends. You were still asleep at the time. That's the time I came in. Seems like that's a trend. I'm sleeping, (laughs) you're working. I'm awake, working. (laughs) But that is when I came into the room. 
and said, hey, baby, you awake? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. I've, I've said this in the previous podcast. You absolutely know this. I do not read headlines. I do not Google my name. I stay away from it. And so I had to ask, what is she talking about? And I said, oh, I did see that yesterday. There you was didn't tell me. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, ignorance is bliss. And that is part of your reasoning behind not reading all the headlines. But I got a kick out of it because I read it and I thought, wait, it didn't just say that we were dirty dancing. It said that it was a very in front of it. It was like an extra emphasis on the dirty dancing. And I found it to be hilarious and probably not even worth me bringing it up to you because you and I know and everyone at the wedding knows you didn't even get on the dance floor. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. So that's the big news from their podcast. The headlines are wrong. They weren't even on the dance floor. All right, folks. I, mean, I hope the podcast is better than this because it ain't riveting yet. We'll be back with more content right after this. We are committed to a place that this is not going to be about gossip. This is not going to be a place where we clap back at headlines. We are not going to get into that back and forth games because gossip is toxic. And so today we are here. We are happy. We are healthy. (laughs) We are grateful. We are so touched by the response. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Gossip is toxic. All right, well, come to us when you have a little bit of a ratings lull and you need to share a good story. We're going to be gossiping about the good word of Taylor Swift. She plants a loving kiss on Travis Kelsey and says, I'm his supporter-in-chief. Get it there? The play on words. All right, we've entered our PDA phase of the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey love uh, love uh, circle that they're in, which I'm fine with. Uh, the happy couple was snapped at a festive Christmas-themed bar for a post-game party after the Kansas City Chiefs battled the Bills at Arrowhead Stadium Sunday. Boy, did you have you been following this Chiefs story? So Travis Kelsey had one of the best plays that in a tight end would have ever had. He uh, caught a pass and then uh, sort of threw a lateral pass back to another receiver, which led to a touchdown. But the whole play uh, was negated because of an offsides penalty, which was the right penalty. One of the uh, uh, wide receivers was offsides. But either way, it led to a rather big temper tantrum from Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, it's got to be interesting. Uh, They have these parties obviously planned before the football game. And then after the football game, I'm sure it's hard to kind of get out of the mood knowing you just uh, you, you just uh, blew what would have been a very big victory. But either way, isn't it victory enough to be with Taylor Swift? Uh, news just came out that Taylor Swift donates $1 million to Tennessee Tornado Relief Fund, and that is just impressive stuff right there. Following the devastating tornadoes that swept through multiple Tennessee counties, Taylor Swift made a million-dollar donation to the Tennessee Emergency Response Fund. Um, just fantastic stuff. So not only, you know, having come out as people, you know, a person of the year on Time Magazine, all of these stories of, of Taylor Swift's charity have come out. As it turns out, every leg of her tour that she does for, um, that she's done for the uh, Eras Tour, she donates to a local food bank and some are saying these donations are sizable up to half a million dollars in goods for people that need a extra meal so she's spreading the wealth we know she gave million dollar bonuses to her truck drivers uh absolutely wild makes history as first to earn a billion dollars and sizable contributions like we said to food banks in every u.s city a spokesperson for the arizona food bank network told cnn that swift's donations allowed the organization to send tractor trailers with 40,000 pounds of fresh produce to its member food banks while also augmenting funding for programs that combat hunger. 
Second Harvest of Silicon Valley Food Bank disclosed that during her tour stop in Santa Clara, California, Swift donated enough to nourish an average of about 500,000 people every month in Santa Clara and San Mateo counties. Swift's big-heartedness extended in-house as well. As the Eras Tour wrapped its first leg in August, the singer bestowed $55 million in bonuses to her tour family, including dancers, truck drivers, sound crew, and catering staff. Hey, Taylor Swift, do you want to make me an official Taylor Swift podcast? I wouldn't mind getting in on some of those bonuses. You know who could use the money? George Santos. He's demanding $20,000 from Jimmy Kimmel for cameos. The ousted congressman is threatening to take the talk show host to court. Jimmy Kimmel announced a new segment on his show last Friday titled, Will George Santos Say It?, in which he pranked the former congressman to by paying for cameo videos under anonymous names, requesting that Santos read out absurd messages. The first video in the series, George Kimmel pranks George Santos on cameo, brought in 1.4 million views in just three days on YouTube, but Santos may have the final say. Disgrace former congressman George Santos, who has a new gig, making videos on cameo for $400 a pop, which is a dilemma because on one hand, you hate to give money to a guy like George Santos, but on the other, and pretty good chance he has your credit card information already. <laughs> Whatever the case, I couldn't resist. So I sent George through Cameo a number of different uh, ridiculous requests. Like you could tell him what you want him to say. I'll be parceling these out over the next week. I didn't say they were for me. I just wrote them and sent them to find out, will Santos say it? Okay, so. All right, so this is the request. Uh, the request was, George, please congratulate my friend Gary Fortuna for winning the Clearwater, Florida beef eating contest. He ate almost six. All right. So either way, it goes on and on. Uh, here's the deal with Cameo. You can send a request, but they don't have to fulfill it. I remember that when we promoted Cameos in the past uh, for people, and um, I, I guess they wanted to give me a shout out. People were buying Cameos for Bachelor uh, stars when Cameo was kind of a big deal. And I don't know. I never had any get back to me that they were actually fulfilled. And I think that's because I don't think uh, the, the, uh, the, the Bachelor stars that were under contract were allowed to give me a shout out. So look, I mean, even with uh, uh, the anchor holding us down from Bachelor producers, we still survive. And all right, let's get into some other content here. Uh, we've got a lot. This is, uh, this is uh, Anderson Cooper describing what it was like to interview a sitting president about grief. Have a listen. What was your biggest takeaway from interviewing President Biden for your podcast? Um, yeah, I just interviewed him on grief. It's the first time a sitting president has sat down to talk about grief. Um, you know, he talked about finding uh, purpose beyond uh, his pain. And he, you know, he lost a wife, uh, an infant daughter, obviously his son, Bo. Um, but finding solace uh, in his family and also a purpose uh, that got him through his pain, I think, was, was sort of for me the takeaway. And also just how much grief has shaped his life. What was your... You know, and of course, if you know anything about his story of grief, he had family dying in a horrific car accident. His son died of brain cancer. And regardless of what your political views are, uh, it's important to look at um, the conversation of grief and how we can overcome the feelings we have over loss, especially during Christmas season, right? Because we're all out here and Christmas, like any big holiday, is a reminder of who is with us, who used to be with us 
who is forgotten or who is not forgotten. And uh, because of that, we really, um, we really hope that everyone this season can uh, overcome any grief you feel and bond with the family that you have and live through those memories. That's really all you can do. I have a very strange story I'm going to get to on a first-time author losing a book deal after being accused of trying to sabotage reviews of other authors. Oh, we love a petty grievance, and we love when it backfires. That's coming up next. All right, the title speaks for itself. This is an NBC News. A first-time author lost a book deal after she was accused of trying to sabotage reviews of other authors. Her name's Kate Corain, author of the coming sci-fi novel Crown of Starlight, became the center of backlash online last week. A first-time author dropped by the U.S. publisher after her agent uh, and her agent after readers and fellow authors accused her of posting fake negative reviews to a popular book recommendation website. Many within the book community last week appeared to publicly turn against Kate Corain, the author of the coming sci-fi fantasy Crown of Starlight, after allegations surfaced that she made fake accounts. Delray Books, owned by Penguin Random House, said Monday on X that it was aware of the ongoing discussion around Corain, who goes by she-they pronouns, and that her book, originally uh, scheduled for publication on May 14th, is no longer on its 2024 publishing schedule. Her book agent, uh, Rebecca Podos, also also said she has cut ties with Corrine. Kate and I will not be continuing our partnership moving forward. I deeply appreciate the patience of those directly impacted by last week's events as I worked through a difficult situation. All right, so here's where I here's where I stand with online censorship and identification. I don't think we should be forced to have our ID cross-checked on social media platforms as far as, you know, to prevent um astroturfing of content. And by astroturfing of content, I mean, uh, if she was uh, creating bad uh, reviews from fake names, why was she doing that? Was it to make her book rise the charts above these other reviews? Very bizarre. Now, even though I don't think the government should force us to identify who we are, I do think it would be better for different social media websites to uh, in social media platforms to have a verified section automatically. So I'm verified on Instagram, right? That means I've given them my ID, my government issued ID. They have verified it's me. I own what I say. I stand by it. It is me. You don't have to be you, but if, uh, if Instagram had a sort of button you could press where I only interact with other people that are verified, that doesn't mean you're a celebrity and you're verified. That just means you took the time to, uh, to verify that you are who you say you are. I would rather interact only with people that are like that because it, it, it creates a scenario where we can do bad things. And if it's true that this author was creating bad reviews for the sole purpose of making her look better, this is like the Jussie Smollett of uh, of novel uh, novelists, right? The controversy, which has been discussed by book lovers across platforms, has put a fresh spotlight on the book industry's ongoing challenges with Goodreads, which has taken on outsized taken an outsized importance in the publishing world for its ability to make or break new authors. Its importance has been complicated by the prevalence of review bombing, a problem the website has struggled to contain, even going as far as to ask its users in October to report the authenticity of ratings and reviews. Suspicion of around Corrine's alleged anonymous review bombing first emerged when writers noticed several of the same accounts leaving scathing one-star reviews on unreleased books from other authors. Many of them were also debut titles to be released in the first half of next year 
Internet users also noted that the vast majority of targeted books were written by people of color. Those accounts, which appear to like one another's reviews, seem to be further connected when people discovered they all rated Crown of Starlight five stars. And, oh, this is the problem. If you're going to trash someone else, leave a three star, leave a four star. Don't uh, trash all these other accounts with one star and then have yours be a five star. That's not how to do it. All right. So either way, it looks like she's going to be busted for that action. You just can't win out there, folks. All right. Well, here is a good feel-good story to end on today. And by the way, I do want to give a call to action. If you enjoy my content and feel so inclined, leave a five-star review. I don't need you to leave one-star reviews for all of the other podcasts out there. Just give your boy a five-star review. Every new subscriber to our channel helps boost us in the algorithm. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a nice review. It'll help us grow and continue to make better and better content. All right. Here's a good story. Hermes Air plans to share half of his $12 billion wealth with his gardener. Billionaire Nicholas Pooch, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, the fifth generation heir of Hermes founder Thierry Hermes plans to adopt his 51-year-old gardener. Pooch, 80 years old, aims to make his former gardener his legal child, reshaping the beneficiaries of his 5 to 6% ownership of the $220 billion valued Hermes. Unmarried, childless, and influenced by a feud with family members during a hostile takeover bid by LVMH, Pooch has already given properties worth $5.9 million to the gardener. Um... Other people have commented, the gardener must know some secrets. Well, maybe it's just a good thing. But everyone out there is saying, hey, I'll mow your lawn. What do you need from me? I'll plant a few tulips. Come on. let me. I'll trim your bush. Whatever you need. I'll give you a massage. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, give you one of those uh, foot uh, exfoliating, uh, you know, uh, wipe downs. <laughs> Whatever you need, man. Come on. Six billion, twelve billion dollars is on the line. Either way, a good story indeed and good to hear. All right. Well, look, we're going to wrap this puppy up as I promised, because I like to stick to my promises, with the uh, end of Genevieve Linkowski's uh, song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Again, a Mariah Carey cover, but boy, does she crush it here. We'll be back tomorrow with more content. I appreciate the support this week more than ever. As you guys know, we're on the we're approaching the uh, the case that I have in, in the court over my coverage of a paternity scandal. And all I can say is this, your continued support means the world to me. All I want for Christmas is justice. And you guys are helping me achieve that through your GoFundMe donations, through your support, through your listening, the Venmo, everything you guys have done. I'm taking note of it. It has been amazing. My stocking is overflowed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And without further ado, let's go to Genevieve Linkowski as she finishes All I Want for Christmas is You. Justice. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Come <laughs> on.